0: Hey, it's Ryan Doyle from TDR's Guaranteed Money, a professional fight league under fire for suspicious betting activity. We take a look at Tom Brady's new dance partner in the world of NFTs. And how much money does F1 want for broadcast rights? We'll tell you as Guaranteed Money gets rolling. Welcome to TDR's Guaranteed Money. I am Ryan Doyle, millennial entrepreneur, Anthony Varel. That's that guy. It is good to see you, sir. How's it going? Ah, so good. Week. Busy week. Very busy week. Very uh, busy get, week. Let's get the formalities out of the way. All views on the Guaranteed Money podcast and the guests on this podcast are purely opinion. You should not treat any of the podcasts or opinions, for that matter, expressed by us or our guests as investment advice. And the views on this podcast, more importantly, are solely intended to be informational and are not investment advice. Slipped an extra word in there. But there you have it. Uh, Yeah, it has been a very busy week. I started off this week uh, you know, rubbing shoulders with the people who are in the know uh, when it comes to Ontario's gaming space. Uh, We've got the Masters underway right now. You've got playoffs in the NBA at least set to start in the next couple of weeks. Uh, How have you been? What have you been up to the last little while? Because I know you've been busy with your other project as well. What are you swamped with? What's going on in Anthony's life? Yeah, everything. (laughs) Um,
1: National championship, opening day for baseball. The Masters, Only Gems. I'm like running like five social media accounts right now, looking to hire like a social media manager um, as well as running the company. It's, uh, yeah, it's fun.
0: My life is uh, going a million, million miles an hour right now. Can we talk about that part of it for a second? Because, you know, obviously I come from the world of mainstream media where it's very. I guess I could use the word. Yeah, it's very rigid, right? It's very structured. You wake up in yeah. the morning. You know where you have to be at a certain time. You've got a broadcast. In my case, I had a show that was running in a particular time slot. This world in which we now work in, and you're certainly m- way more immersed in it than I am, but I, I'm new to it. I find it very attractive. Yeah. I wake up in the morning and it's all about, let's, oh, yeah. let's go, let's hustle, let's grind.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's I, I've a lot, I've got a certain part of my day structured, like 7 o'clock, I talk to Burger. Eight o'clock, I talk to my partners at OnlyGems. Nine o'clock, we have the podcast on like Tuesdays and Thursdays. So like that part of my day is structured. The rest of it is like organized chaos. It's like basically like whatever pops up or whatever's going on that day, I'm just like doing. Like today, I'm comping cards. So I'm literally just like going through eBay, like comping our inventory, um, getting them ready for like the mystery pack drop. And then I'm talking to investors in the afternoon. So it's just, it's like wearing 10 different hats, but yeah, it's pretty much doing whatever needs to get done or whatever I want to do um, on that day, which takes discipline, but it also is, it's, it's got an element of freedom to it. Like being at the NFT Miami conference last week, um, thank God it was during the, on the weekend because like traveling and going to a conference and then having to do everything um, and it getting backed up usually causes a, uh, yeah, chaos to say the Uh, least. Do you ever turn it off? No, not really. I mean, I wake up in the morning thinking about what I have to do for only gems like right away, um, like I before I wake up, like I'm thinking about uh, what's going on. So no, it doesn't actually turn off um, ever. I mean, it kind of turns off pretty much when I go to the gym or if I go to dinner with my wife and she says, put your phone away. Um, you're not you're, you're, you're not <laughs> d- t- attending to any of that shit right now. Um, but no, it, it it doesn't turn off. It's
0: seven days a week, 24 hours a day, pretty much. Uh you mentioned March Madness it did wrap up on Monday we want to congratulate our March Madness contest winner they are the uh the the recipients of a $1000 from TDR great prize all you have to do is yep. uh, DM us on Instagram with proof of your account and proof that you're the account owner uh and we'll get you that $1000 but congratulations too and I got to read this ESPN fan 8545558354 Nice. I, I just At wish it was not like some pseudonym, John like Smith. alcoholic,
1: yeah, or like, yeah, or like Amanda Hug and Kiss or something
0: like that. Yeah, one of those names from like The Simpsons. They had Gonzaga uh, and Kansas in the final, uh, and Kansas winning it all. So uh, good oh, work, nice. yeah, good work, and uh, that's who you had in the final game. You had the national champion, correct? So uh, good stuff on that end. Let's talk Tiger for a second because. Uh, we, you know, talked about him earlier in the week. We had found out just before you actually broke some of the news that he was going to play in the Masters. He tees off on Thursday. We're recording this on Friday this week to give you a little behind-the-scenes look at things. Uh, he tees off first. First time off the tee, didn't look great. Looked like it was a little nerves. You know, all the energy kind of coming out all at once. Yeah. But then I started to watch the way he was playing this tournament. We'll get to the betting angle in just a second. But the way he was playing this tournament, you're a golfer, Anthony. So I'm going to guarantee you picked up on this very methodical, very A to B golf, as they call it. Right. So it's one shot, one shot, one shot, one shot. And by the time he got onto those greens, he did what he's always done. He putted his ass off. And okay, he's minus one. But the leaders are no great shakes at minus four, minus five right now as we're recording. Dare I say, dare I say, based on what I saw yesterday. That I'm going to change my opinion from the other day and he's got a chance to win this fucking thing. Yeah, I mean, it's Tiger
1: Woods. So if he's playing and if he's there and if he's in contention, he's always in contention. I mean, the other it's one thing that's for certain the top five guys don't want to know the Tigers chasing them going into the weekend. Um, that's what you don't want. It's supposed to get really windy in Augusta. There's supposed to be between 15 to 20 mile per hour. gusts. no one's better than adjusting their game to those kind of conditions and Tiger um, well, historically, we'll see what happens now. I'm still very curious to see what happens, him having to play four consecutive rounds. There was a little bit of a scare yesterday. I think it was on hole nine where he like grabbed his back yeah. after he completed a swing. And my heart dropped. I was like, there's no way he's hurt. Like, there's no way he's going to withdraw. Like, this has to just be like a tweak and he's going to be fine. We'll see how he feels today. We'll see if he can do what he did yesterday or even shoot a better round. But he looked, he looked comfortable um out there i mean i thought his game looked effortless and i sure as
0: hell hope he's competing on sunday it was interesting to me as well to observe you know in a world where people are banging the ball off the tee and he would be if he was a hundred percent just just railing on that ball yeah. hitting and piping it down the the fairway as fast as he could that's not what he's doing what he's doing is a softer more strategical no. drive to set up those iron shots and then to set up that that putting on the green uh you know to try to get yeah. it in at birdie or or at least uh at par and it's worked to to precision at this point. You're, you're right. Maybe the wind does factor in some way and he's going to change that up. But I like what I see. And when you talk about Tiger in the books, a lot of sports books actually didn't lower their odds. Some did. Uh, you know, some took no. woods from 80 to one to 50 to one. Uh, it took some to, you know, to try to get it down to 72. I think I saw it at 28 yesterday in play. Uh, but this is the single biggest liability. The books have Tiger Woods winning the masters because a lot of people threw their money at it. Nostalgia, Uh, just sentiment uh, and now you see it. And if I'm a sports book operator right now, I'm probably pretty nervous because Monday could be a day where I've taken a bath.
1: Oh yeah. And for instance, like I did a daily fantasy. Uh, I did a DFS master's tournament with all my buddies. Every single person put tiger in their group just to put tiger in their group. It wasn't a function of he's expensive. He might not make the cut, blah, blah, blah. It was like, everyone's just going with tiger because if he does, Win this thing; it's going to be the best thing ever. Um, I mean, it's I'm 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 really looking forward to the weekend. um, You're you're so right. Lights out today
0: and makes the cut. It's one of those. Well, I think the cut probably going to be plus two. uh, I would assume, just given where everybody kind of stands and shakes down right now. But I think you're right. I think it's one of those things where. You know, that bet slip that that little piece, that little buy in is all of us just saying, you know, we want to make sure we have a ticket and full disclosure. Yeah, I did buy in on him yesterday. Yeah, I'm yeah. sitting there. I'm thinking to myself, I don't want to be left out. I had a little bit of FOMO yesterday watching Tiger Woods golf thinking I don't want to be the yeah. asshole. Come Sunday. This guy's walking down, you know, walking towards Amen corner. And I'm the only guy who doesn't have a ticket on him that doesn't have four digits. Correct. On it.
1: Yep. Correct. I mean, it's Tiger. it's 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 just i'm just happy to see him out there um i'm literally i'm just happy to see him playing golf because i mean everybody's everyone but that whole accident happened everyone's like he's never going to be the same blah blah it's like i don't think you understand how powerful of a mind that guy has and how gifted of a body he has sure one way or another he i was pretty pretty certain he was going to find his way back out onto a golf course
0: i sent you this story earlier in the week as well and this is something that needs to be talked about because Obviously, when we talk about the gambling space, when we talk about it from an industry point of view, uh, credibility and transparency are are paramount. These are these are major factors because we have to trust that the system is fair, that everybody gets a fair shake and that everything is being done out in the open. The Professional Fighters League uh, is under investigation after an event of theirs was actually flagged for suspicious betting activity. It happened back on April 1st, although it wasn't an April Fool's joke. They put on a series, uh, an event that was intended to showcase some of their new fighters, But those who decided to bet on the outcome of the fights were left with their accounts under review because it turns out that the show itself was actually recorded. And I guess it wasn't communicated to the bookmakers that this thing had actually... Recorded? Yeah, it was revealed that the fights were actually pre-taped on March 25th. So six days before this thing aired, and a number of books, not all of them, but a number of books that were offering this kept the odds up on the fights, thinking that that was the live event day so now you've got a situation where you've got people who likely knew the outcomes putting bets on fighters that had fought a week ago and books kind of sitting there going you know what gives uh, yeah I mean that needs to be
1: investigated that needs to be they, they need to have some some sort of resolution to that and come down very hard on whoever's responsible for that or why that situation transpired I mean that just seems like a nightmare but it seems like something that that sophisticated or even the least bit intelligent people wouldn't really let happen. That just sounds like a disaster
0: waiting to happen. And I mean, the pre-planning to that should have easily stomped that out um, from the get go. Yeah. Here's the statement from DraftKings. They, they put this that just, statement yeah, out. they said in the wake of the scandal becoming apparent uh, at the time, we believed the event in question was live after noticing unusual activity on a number of fights, DraftKings removed the markets on its own accord uh, according to the statement, we are working Good. with regulatory bodies to determine the appropriate course of action. Uh, I think the long and the short of this is, though, that this kind of fight league could be in some really serious hot water uh, when it comes to their own reputation. Yeah. You put something out that's supposed to be live, and you allow their. Companies-
1: I mean, they're they're do- they're done. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like I'd be very surprised if they could survive this. I mean, it's not the UFC, it's not the EWC. I mean, it's a it's a more of a nascent fight league. I mean, I don't think they're I would be surprised if you see them really come back into the good graces, especially the books, um, if they can survive this, because it just seems like a bonehead mistake or it was on purpose. One of the two.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you know, obviously speculation, obviously, we'll let it shake down legally as to where everybody stands on yeah. things. But yeah, I don't know how you make a mistake like that. Even the fight description said live. Right. So you saw like in the little television description, oh, the little on- yeah, so online straight description. up. It, yeah. it, right. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. You do something. Like yeah. That. Uh, but again, you know, you're talking yeah. about a minor league. You're not talking about a, a major league sports element. So it's a little bit different. I want to give kudos to a, a company called Cool Bet because you and I were on about this uh, two days ago talking about Bet365 and some of the other companies in Canada yeah. that had to shift their customer base from their gray market model to their to their legal now legal model as of April 4th. A number of them had problems with their, their clientele. People were complaining that futures weren't being cashed properly, uh, that their balances were being, you know, that went missing for a little while. A cool bet actually went above and beyond. They said all bets voided and the stakes were returned to the customers. So if you were holding a losing ticket, you actually got your money back. A ticket that looked like it was going to win or might win, you got your money back. For seasons in which more than 50% of the action was completed, they would continue to track the bets. And if you won the bet, they would grant you a zero rollover balance credit, which is basically like you still won the bet and we're still going to pay you out. So, you know, I, I think it's worthwhile okay. when we talk about the world of, of transparency and, you know, criticizing groups that don't act this way. It's also worth it to talk about the companies that do because that does go a long way in business, does it not? Oh, especially in, in sports wagering and in gambling, it's customer service. I mean,
1: like we've said before with these platforms, the the, the real calculus and the real value for the long term is, are your customers sticky? Do you have that customer that's going to bet with you across the board? Do you have that customer that's going to bet with you exclusively? And if you are getting a high churn rate, you better figure out how to keep sticky customers and keep those guys in your ecosystem or you're not going to sustain growth. Moving forward, because there's way too much competition out there and it's commoditized. The only the only competitive advantage these guys have is how they treat their customers and the value and the utility that the platforms are returning to their customer base. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, kudos to them. It's that 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 that's a great move. And it's it's probably definitely going to bear fruit for them moving forward.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, they also signed a big celebrity this week, the uh, world champion sprinter, Canadian sprinter, Andre DeGrasse signed with them as their one of their brand ambassadors. Okay. I think if I'm if I'm somebody who was soured by one of the other companies, I look at this move and think, you know what, when I do square up and get my money out of that place, I'm probably going to move it to a company like this that knows, you know, well ahead of time oh, yeah. what their plan is.
1: Absolutely. You want to you need to be You need? I mean, it's your money. I mean, it's not on the verge of like a bank account or a trading account, but I mean, it's still your money in an account, and you need to be you need to have confidence that it's with a safe steward of your capital, and it's with a, with a, it's a secure custodian that's really got your best interest at heart. I mean, it, it is your money um, at the end of the day. I mean, if there were companies that were locking me out of bets or just locking the app up altogether and not allowing me to access my capital, the first the first chance that I get, that money's out of there, and I'm going to someone else that I can
0: trust more. Um, to be a custodian of that money mlb first big games uh, started yesterday you're in the united states uh here in toronto i believe that the jays i think they have their home opener tonight in toronto or this afternoon in toronto at the rogers center how big a deal of is how big a deal is it to you the start of major league baseball because you were the one who gratuitously just kind of threw it out there in the early going of the show today is this a big thing for you are you actually going to like sit on the couch crack a beer Get some hot... Like, I'm doing all the American things. You're going to get the the barbecue going. You're going to have hot dogs. Like, what's going on in your world?
1: I did not watch a single play of any (laughs) game that took place yesterday (laughs) in the MLB. Um, Now, granted, I probably would have if the Masters wasn't going on. So if the lockout didn't happen and they kicked the can down the road and started yesterday, I probably would have paid somewhat attention... I'm not going to take it to the magnitude of where I'm like doing something like for like a football game or any kind of like structured activity. But I definitely would have had like ESPN on my t- on my computer or at least paying attention as to what's going on. I probably would have threw in a couple uh, no hits in the first inning bets just ba- just based off the based off the pitching matchups or, or participated to some degree. But the fact that the Masters was on, it was a complete afterthought.
0: Okay, so then did baseball completely miss the mark again? Or is it just because, well, Tiger was in yeah. it. They, they couldn't change the yeah. schedule that quickly. You know, it's no fault of theirs. Like, where do you pin that? Because I feel like baseball should have waited and said, okay, well, the Masters are on. There's a chance that Tiger plays. Let's just steer clear of that. Yeah, I mean, it's not just the Tigers playing. It's Tigers playing in the Masters.
1: It's the biggest storyline in golf. It's the biggest tournament of the year in golf. And Tiger is playing for the first time in a year and a half. Like... You're going to get drowned out. Like, I don't care if it was the game seven of the NBA finals last night. I mean, whatever you were doing would have got drowned out by this. Um, I think it was. I, I think they had no choice. Um, they, they they probably didn't want to extend it another week. But sure. yeah,
0: I mean, it's just another just another mishap by by the MLB. What can they do? Because I, I sent you an article from Ad Age and they were talking a lot about how baseball's trying to turn the corner when it comes to marketing, uh, you know, beer deals being one of them. That's not really our realm. But things like crypto streaming and gambling certainly are our wheelhouse. I I always have the feeling that they're not leaning in far enough. That baseball always treads cautiously, and when whether it's a a new type of platform, they're the ones that kind of just put a little toe in when they should be sinking both feet in because they're the one of the they're one of the dying yeah. brands out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, I don't think they've captivated the younger audience. I, I don't think the younger audience is 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 in tune with baseball. I mean, I think they're in tune more with like wrestling and UFC, and and then the NBA, um, and so, even soccer. Um, versus the MLB. I mean, when I go to these card shows, I see there's kids that are there collecting. There's not a lot of kids that are there collecting baseball. They're there collecting football, basketball, Interesting. Uh, UFC, Formula One. Um, baseball is, it, it, it's skewed to an older demographic, I think, still. Um, I think a lot of the trouble, too, is is it's, it's, it's so long. Like, baseball games are long, and they're kind of boring. Like, the just the format of the game, like, it's not continuous action. It's not some sexy sport granted it takes a lot of athletic ability and talent to play baseball but i don't think that baseball is appreciated by anyone under the age of 20 um granted i'm just saying that from my limited experience but i wouldn't be surprised
0: if the numbers align with that with that statement so would you be against because these are the things that i've always said if i were the commissioner of baseball i would do I would shorten baseball down to between five and seven innings. And I would do so because I know what the, yeah. you know, I know that Vegas takes bets on five innings of of baseball. You can do the first five. Yeah, That's yeah. never that's never going to fly with the purists. So let's just say it goes seven innings. That way you at least get a good look at the, you know, pitching rotation. Uh, so you get that. Let's say a seven inning baseball game. Would you be in favor of that? Would you be in favor of the idea of, you know, you mentioned no hits in first inning. Let's Let's go with the no runs first inning. They're known as nerf bets. Uh, you know, baseball promoting yeah. that type of thing, because I think that if you want a younger generation gambling, crypto streaming, all of those things need to be a part of it. And there's very easy flick of the pen kind of ways and no shortage of partners that would do it from the, the FanDuel to the DraftKings to the you know, crypto companies. It, they would all get involved in some way to make this look sexy. You just got to stop the resistance.
1: It, I don't think baseball is ever going to be able to do that. I really don't. Um, I, 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 truly don't, I don't think baseball is going to be able to compete. I think there's too many, like I said, there's too many, there's too many avenues of entertainment out there that are now have collectibles. You can bet on them. It's there that they have like sexier storylines. Like no one really, there's no storylines to baseball. What is it? Oh, like I can appreciate them. It's like Jason Dominguez, Bobby Witt Jr., Ronald Acuna Jr., Tatis. Um, these are insanely talented, like young guns in the league. Like the, the, the league has reloaded Shohei Otani. I mean, is my, one of those yep. talented athletes to come out. Yeah. Vladdy Bichette. Um, like the league is loaded with young talent and not a lot of people care. Um, it's, it's, I, I just think it's, I, I think they're going to be They're going to fall on their own sword, like being that purist and, and really having that, that, that just, that, that brand To a perspective, I I don't think they're going to survive in the long run as far as capturing the new consumer or bringing in excitement
0: into the sport. It kind of reminds me of when uh, and you and I were talking about this while we were down in Vegas. It reminds me of the time period where Vegas decided to go very family friendly. And they built shit that was like castles yeah. and pyramids. And we, we walked, by a, we walked yeah, through yeah. Excalibur and you looked at me and you're like, yeah. what the hell is this place? I'm like, it's kind of a throwback. Yeah, it's, yeah. It didn't meet the wrecking ball yet. It's a valuable property. I'm sure somebody will convert it into something. But that's kind yeah. of what baseball is, right? It's like, uh, yeah, you could attract this niche kind of small audience or you could make this super sexy and really get back on the rails here. Like, I don't, I don't get
1: excited for anything but the Home Run Derby anymore. Um, and I think that that is probably the sexiest event in sports. Um, I would argue that more people get excited over the Home Run Derby than the World Series, um, unless it's like the Yankees or some other iconic team that are in there. The Home Run Derby is probably the only baseball event that I tune into during the entire season that I will watch cover to cover um, religiously. it's fast. Still it's do. high energy. Uh, it's
0: It's got a little gambling yeah, involved.
1: Correct. In it. It's exciting. Yeah. It is it's it, it's exciting, it's alluring, it's and it's got all the guys that hit bombs um in, in, in the competition. So and it's fast paced. But I really just I think baseball is just such a boring sport. And I can appreciate baseball. It's the first sport that I played. I mean I've paid attention sure. to it my entire life. Um but I can understand why outsiders think that it's just terribly boring
0: and they just don't pay attention to it. That said, I will give you my one baseball bet. I put one baseball future on. You know, this is my, this is my jam. This is the thing I do. Uh, I took the Philadelphia Phillies to win the World Series yesterday. Did you? <laughs> I did. See, I'm going to play this back to you in October. The, I, I, why? Because the young
1: pitching? Yeah. They're stacked, I think, they're, they're stacked pitching.
0: I think they have stacked pitching. I think they've got quality bats. I think they're going to play great defense. And I think they're going to be a very tough, tough team. To, yeah. to get out and a tough team. To beat. I hate,
1: I hate the Phillies. The I, I hate the Phillies. The Phillies are like the Marlins nemesis, the Phillies and the Mets. Well, you're going to uh, hate them. I wouldn't be surprised if you see the Braves. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see the Braves back in the world series. I also wouldn't be surprised if you see the Dodgers um, back there again.
0: I mean, well, they're both two strong squads uh, this year. Well, the Dodgers are obviously a a very, you know, chalky kind of favorite to, to, you know, almost perennially now. They're they're the favorite to get into the World Series. Yeah, yeah. In the AL, you know, a lot of people like the Toronto Blue Jays. A lot of people like that young talent. I still think they're probably a year away. Um, You got to watch out. This is going to sound super boring, and I know it's down the street from you, uh, maybe a long street. Uh, Tampa. I think Tampa is a really good, solid bet to win the East if you're looking for something to put out there boring nobody likes them they're just no one would pay to see them they're just a good baseball team it's what they do
1: yeah they've got a hell of a farm system they keep finding these guys that end up from nowhere um i mean franco's a star um but i mean he's in tampa so we'll see i mean i think a lot of those teams the the the, the big question is pitching if they can get
0: if if their pitchers come alive and if they're dominant like
1: the blue jays could be a force um if their pitchers
0: are, are consistent Especially the especially that middle relief section. That's what I've got my eye on. I think the starters yeah, for the yeah, Jays yeah. Are, are very yeah. good. Very good. And I think, you know, the, the closers yeah, 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 are, are as well. And the Jays are the kind of team, they get up nine yep. nothing. You're not coming back. You're donezo. It's it's finished No, no, no Throwing no. the towel. Yeah. Um, you know, you and mentioned they've got fast-paced. the bats. They've got the bats to do that. For sure. You mentioned fast pace, and I just got this handed to me. Uh you and I both follow Formula One, you so- more so than I do. Uh, but Formula One has been out in the market, apparently, seeking upward of $75 million per year for its U.S. media rights, according to several sources. Uh, currently, just to give you an idea yeah. of what the comparison is, ESPN is paying in the neighborhood of $5 million per year for the rights. Uh, they've got a five-year deal that was signed back in 2019, so obviously that is set to expire. Uh, is thats is that F1 overvaluing their worth, or are they right on the button with $75 million a year? No. I think they're I think it's probably fair value. F1 is going to become a F1 is going to
1: become a major sport in this country. Like the Miami Grand Prix, everyone is talking about it already and we're a month out. Like tickets are tickets are through the roof, the excitement's there. Vegas is now coming online. They did Austin last year. Like F1 in the Americas is going to become huge. That's one thing. All of the kids and when I say kids, like let's say thirteen to <laughs> twenty, they're all yeah. buying Formula One cards at these at these shows. At Formula One, Formula One, Formula One. Um, the drivers are, are are likable. The drivers have all have, are are good personalities. There's good competition, and all of this can be attributed to Netflix. I yeah. mean, Netflix putting on that Drive to Survive show converted an entire generation, opened up their eyes into what Formula One is set those storylines. And now they're completely in motion. Um, it's 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 great. Um, I think I think Formula One is going to explode
0: um, in this country. It, it's interesting you say that because it used to be that on a, a Sunday morning, my my WhatsApp feed, you know, all my guy friends, we all have these different groups. I'm sure everybody out there is, is the same way. You've got these group chats going on. Every one of them used to be, oh, who do you like in Premier League soccer? Because it was a Sunday morning and you wanted to tee yourself yeah. up for football or baseball in that afternoon. And you wanted to get an early play in now there's no word about premier league soccer not that it's not popular but yeah i think the focus is switched to f1 because every message i get on a sunday morning is Who yeah, yeah. you like in today's blah 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 grand prix and i'm like wow where did this world come from yep. i don't think i don't remember for the life of me a sport Netflix. that is it, it is Netflix. It's Netflix. I know Sky. I was watching yeah. the one that Sky produced, where you kind of got Lewis Hamilton and Max yeah, yeah. going against one another. But they've created a narrative, and I think yeah. you know, you look like a guy like Max. He's a great, depending on how you see him. He's a great villain for the sport. Where you look at a guy and you're like, okay, well, I automatically either love you because you're a villain, or I hate you, but because you're a villain, but villain, but I need to see yeah, what yeah. you do next.
1: Yep. Then you got the nice guys behind him. You got Charles Leclerc and Lando Norris that are driving for Ferrari and McLaren. And then Carlos Sainz, um, Checo Torres. They're all like, all these guys are very likable. And they're multinational audiences. And they're just, people are enthralled with Formula One. And I mean, it's it's the storylines that they've set in the media and through that Netflix show um, is why people are, people are watching. And I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon.
0: Max uh, one is going guy- to
1: be, I mean, all these guys right now are 20... They're like 23 they're like between 22 and 25 years old the big guys
0: yeah and i mean you're right i mean they've probably got about to look at schumacher yeah. he raced way late into his life and to i mean for the most yeah, part yeah. into his life right lewis I mean, so, is what
1: 30 lewis is 35 right now i think yeah
0: but he's been around he's been a household name yeah. for a lot of people for well over a decade yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so you're right oh, I, yeah. mean, I think that the more yeah. the narrative keeps building and developing I think we're going to see a lot of that. Let's uh, let's finish with Tom Brady, although I wish we didn't have to. Uh, although ESPN caught a lot of flack for ruining Tom Brady's retirement announcement, he's uh, actually showing that he's holding no grudges. His uh, He's got a deal now. First ever NFT deal uh, partnering with Autograph. So it's ESPN and Autograph. The deal launched between the network and his company will center on an NFT collection based on his Man in the Arena documentary on ESPN+. Uh, you're you yeah. you know finger on the pulse here does this look like a, an interesting project or is it way too commercial and kind of does it kind of turn you off a little when ESPN gets involved uh,
1: so so as of 2 days ago Tom Brady and I have a very love hate relationship oh i can't stand the, a lot of the stuff that he does but he bought a board ape that's basically the same as mine um like to the t and boosted the value of 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 what i own so he's great me personally <laughs> I won't buy any of the autograph NFTs, or, or I, I have a hard time, and I don't want—I don't mean to talk my own bag here—but I have a hard time buying sports-based NFTs that aren't backed by a physical asset. Which is kind of what gave me the idea for Only Gems. Like buying collectibles from that are purely digital based on sports is great, but they're they're they're, they're, they're commoditized. You can make millions of them. Um, if, if, if you wanted to, like, it's, it's going to be cool. I think that it's going to definitely sell out. Um, it'll do very well. Um, but I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't get me going at all. Like I think Autograph is awesome, but I think Autograph is just a, it's a, it's a platform for athletes to use their name and image and likeness, create digital collectibles and get them on chain, which is great because we're constantly onboarding users. Tom Brady is going to get people into crypto that weren't. Into crypto. So I'm all for it. Um, But there's probably going to become a point where there's saturation because, okay, so he's got his man in the arena NFTs. He's got his autograph collection. He's got his TB12 collection. They're probably going to launch an NFT with Brady brand. It's like, where does it stop? Um, More or less. So I mean, I'm for it. It's great. Will I be buying any of it? No. Um, can you you address
0: that for a second because we've we've had this conversation before and it's a hell of a great point to pick up on it does need to stop right at a certain point to make it unique
1: yes and no so for instance like when i when i met my partner and we started only gems i knew nothing about cards and i've been buying a lot of sports cards to kind of Figure out, the, figure out the culture, figure out the product. So what I do with sports cards now is I'm buying like premium cards, but the, I only buy things that are either autographed, rookie cards, or numbered. So if I'm buying like, if I'm spending like 20 grand on a card, it's probably to like five or to like 25. And it's extremely unique from a certain year, from a certain product, and that commands a lot of the value. Now right. there's other card, uh, card sets that Tom Brady rookies are worth like a dollar. There's other card sets where Tom Brady rookies are worth a million dollars. So, I mean, yeah, it can get saturated, but there's going to be certain collections that are worth more, more exclusive right. and command more value. But it's, it, it's a very, there needs to be a very good balance. But there's also going to be people in NFTs that buy both ends of the spectrum, just like anything, like watches. There's guys sure. that buy Patek Philippe's, there's guys that buy Timex's. They're both buying watches, though. There's going to be that same paradigm in the NFT market, um, which is which is quickly happening.
0: Uh, last question, because I think I would be really shitty at my job if I I didn't ask you this question. Tom Brady buys a similar board ape to yours. How much more do you make? Yeah,
1: I uh, I mean it's it's just ba- not 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 much initially, okay. um, but it just had very similar traits. It, it honestly looks pretty much. Mine's actually rarer than the one that he bought. Um, so it bodes well for me, but I mean, it's just another celebrity that's going to put it on their Twitter profile or God knows where and add to the collection. And it's also another ape that's probably not going to get sold. So I mean, there's 10,000 of these things, the more celebrities and the more high net worth individuals that buy them, you can pretty much guarantee that that ape is now going to be taken off the market. So the supply gets much less. Like, I'm never selling mine. I don't fucking care if someone comes and offers me a million dollars right now. I'm probably not going to sell it. Um, Tom Brady, Madonna, uh, uh, Des Bryant. There's like there's hundreds of celebrities and athletes now that own apes. And they're not doing it for the monetary gain. They're doing it because it's like an art piece that they now have in their digital collectibles. So for me, the more celebrities that want to come in, the better. Because I don't want that guy that's trying to flip it for to make 10 ETH um, and then just be on his way. I sure. want the person that's going to sit on it, lock it up, and hold it and take it out of circulation and just bring the supply down because the demand is just getting greater.
0: So, I mean, I'm all for it. Great way to end the conversation. Anthony, have a great weekend. I know where you'll be yep. watching golf and not baseball. Thank you, sir.
1: Yeah. Exactly. A lot of, lot, 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 lot of Tiger in the cards this weekend.
0: Yeah, not the ones in Detroit. Not the ones in Detroit. The other Tiger. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 not those. those not, not those guys, unfortunately. Have a good one, everybody. Subscribe to Guaranteed Money wherever you get your podcasts and find out more details at thedalesreport.com. Don't forget also to check out our YouTube channel for more content.